You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast app you use. And of course... Twitch.tv slash up next podcast. Hello, Twitch Room. How are you doing? Yeah, hello, Twitch Room. Yes, every Tuesday night we watch NXT 2.0 and then, uh, well, we talk about it because we're your NXT friends. Friends. We'll always be your NXT 2.0 friends. Yeah, and uh, we go live on Twitch Tuesday nights. We do the same thing on Wednesdays for Dynamite. So come hang out. Uh, the Twitch replays are always up and replays and on the YouTube and stuff as well. So, uh, yeah, welcome. And of course, uh, shout out all the podcast people, listeners. How are those? How are those ads sounding? We sounding all right? I, I tried I've to not put- even. I. I. What, do you know what ads we've had yet? I've not. No even, idea. Uh, I, I don't listen back to our shows. Yeah, so. yeah. I like. I would imagine for us, it would be like what, like White Claws, Blue Chew. Uh, I don't know, but I feel like we yeah, get like let, let us new mattresses. What, what's been advertised, and did you buy anything? Yeah, first um, let me tell you about these Omaha steaks. No, yeah, <laughs> I mean to be honest, that that's where I want to get. They're the kind of ads I want to do, where we're um we're talking about, and then Joe Gacy appeared behind him in the mirror. And if you're looking for a new mirror, you can go down to <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, uh, shout out uh, the ads in our podcast. But hello, people. How's it going? How are you doing, Davey? Uh, I'm pretty good. Yeah. It's uh, this is the last T minus one week doing this, doing it like this before I'll be back. I'll be. Uh, yeah. This time next week, I'll be having a bit of a well, I'll be in bed because it's it's quarter past three. But I'll be I'd have had my farewell meal with my family and I'd be 
all packed and excited Excellent. and ready to fly back to the six. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a good time. Uh, now it's just like, like cramming in, seeing everyone just before I go, lots of like dinners and drinks and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I went to Liverpool for the weekend. That was a lot of fun. Um, great. See city. the Beatles? Like, uh, you can't avoid the Beatles in Liverpool. Literally the first bar I go to, I'm, I'm waiting for my friends. They're arriving a little after me and um, go to a bar, sit down and some guy just gets on his guitar and he's like, hey, Jude. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm in Liverpool. Like already it's two in the afternoon on a Friday. And yeah, no, that's Manchester. That's Manchester. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, But no, yeah, um, Liverpool was was, uh, great fun. I had a good time there. You celebrated Easter? I did, yeah. Uh, Well, kind of. Had had some duck, which was nice. Um, Mm. With my family uh but you know what i've discovered because the trains weren't running so i had to take the bus to liverpool which was like five five hours five that sounds like hours, a beatles like song that. right there i had to take the bus to liverpool done exactly Boom. you could um, be an award-winning artist and i get on and there's just a group of lads heading up there for the weekend mm. and just like i can't just the whole journey just talking and then i discovered on Spotify, Pink Noise. And this was wonderful. It's just, it's like static. It's like white noise, but less harsh. More like, you know, that airplane, like Pink Noise. It's Pink Noise. And I put that on and it blocked out everything. I sat there and I read my book and I went to sleep and I was like, oh, this this is what I need to do now. Like, instead of earplugs, just Pink Noise blocks out everything. Interesting. Yeah, I know people, Mm. people definitely mess with the whole sounds thing like people listen to all sorts of stuff to go to sleep people message us and say they listen to us and that's what helps them fall to sleep and, and i'm like that's cool not weird at all but it's cool uh, <laughs> not offended I, in the slightest yeah, no i'm not offended because it's like hey you think you you you, you you're comfortable with us that's why because you trust us to help you but like i know people who love listening to like what like the whale noises yeah the, the waterfalls the the airplane noise that's probably kind of similar to what you're you're yeah. using there yeah I, well, I, I made I made the mistake last night of falling asleep watching the Jimmy Savile documentary, and I had some fucked up dreams last night. Oh, I, are you aware of this whole thing? No, I don't know who that is. Um, okay, it's it's a three part documentary on Netflix right now. Okay, uh, called a British horror story. Oh, uh, it's about Jimmy Savile, who was basically this uh, like radio DJ, TV presenter. Used to host this show called Jim Will Fix It, which was almost like make a wish kind of stuff where people would write oh, no. into Jimmy and he'd, he'd grant their wishes. He presented uh, top of the pops, which was this big uh, like pop show where you had all the top artists and running through the, the top songs of the week and that kind of thing, which ran for almost 50 years on BBC. He was uh, knighted by the queen. So he was the Sir Jimmy Savile and and waiting for um, the, and then, yeah. And he, he was like a bit of a national treasure, uh, died at age 85. And then it came out, he was a massive pedophile and oh had basically been using his position as a front to just like abuse all these people all these years. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was pretty awful. Um, 
And you you look at the guy and you might be like, well, yeah, he's creepy as fuck. I'm not surprised. I'm pretty sure yeah, you've it, shown me what this guy looks I, like. I, yeah. I think I've told you about him and it then spawned this whole investigation in the UK uh, and the media and like other people were done, uh, sort of other like high profile people were done for similar stuff. Um, but yeah, it's now, uh, it's now a documentary, which is like, I remember it all happening. I like, I remember yeah. seeing him when I was a kid on TV and then, um, seeing it all come out in the news but it's quite interesting like the documentary is pretty good and I, I think you would like it because you tend to like those sort of i love my true crime i mean yeah sort of stuff um but yeah not not a good show to go to sleep to no definitely I, I'd, not. Ra- I'd rather listen to us than watch no, that because no. i had the weirdest horrible dreams last night of jimmy savile uh which wasn't fun oh i my, mine were more so uh uh, Easter Bunny related, still not not nightmares though. They were all right, but Jimmy, I, I'm gonna have to look. When you that say up. Easter Bunny, do you mean more like just Ali and Peter were in your dreams over Easter? Ali, <laughs> the bunny, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exa- exactly. You're 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 on to me. Oh, and and Justin cut. Gabriel. Let's not forget Justin Gabriel as well. Wasn't that yeah, Sammy Zayn as the bunny? Was, was there a few different bunnies? Yeah, wasn't it Justin Gabriel? And then he was like, "I'm I'm now going to be the Darewolf or something, yeah. something like that." Yeah, he was yeah. in my dreams too. Um, bunnies, <laughs> shout out bunnies. Uh, but yeah, I, I do love my my true crime stuff. I mean, people love true crime like podcasts and stuff like that. Uh, but true crime stuff, 2020, Dateline, Keith Morrison, the OG. He tells me all about the true crime stuff. I'm I'm I watch it every week weekly. I watch like true crime stuff, so I'll definitely have to check that out. But a way to bring down the the mood talking about no, just I'm great, sorry. great people yeah I, the uh, thing well, I, i'm just saying i had a good easter yeah yeah <laughs> i i had a good easter too actually i got to see some uh a side of my family i haven't seen in quite a while just because you know the whole like pandemic and stuff so it was kind of like a big kind of first get together uh and it was it was good we we watched uh with with the nieces and nephews we watched Encanto, and they know it like word for word like if you're if you have like six year olds, I'm sure you know mm. that like all these kids repeatedly just watch the movie. As soon as it ends, they're like again, and just watch it. Like they know yeah. all the words to Bruno, and I'm like I'm vibing to it, but I'm like damn, these kids watch these movies uh, a lot. But uh, yeah, I, wa- I got to hang out with the Portuguese side of the family, so I was it was really nice because if if I it finally is like felt the most normal ever seeing like you know big groups of of familia hanging around so that was pretty good and i also ate some meats and stuff like that some so meats. it was some meats some portuguese meats oh and i had leftovers today it was i'm not gonna lie it was pretty fire there's there's something about portuguese meats you know <laughs> i actually there's this yeah there's this portuguese um cafe down the road from me that i, I okay. checked out last week with my dad it was pretty good it had some nice like portuguese steak sandwich my, that's it my that's dad it had, my dad had like Ivanas. some pork pork like a scallop kind of sandwich thing it was yeah pretty good fire pretty i good. bet it was well we we just recorded a show today a was next talking about some retro nxt and on that show uh we we, we go into to discussion about what snacks you're bringing back from the uk and i don't want to like yes you know, give it away but there is a lot of there's some crisps that have been requested and and so forth but let us know what snacks should davy bring back uh for, you know yeah it, it's just I'll, I'll send a photo in about a week of just you 
uh, with a can British of mushy stuff. peas, just dipping dip in a pan, pack of crisps into mushy peas. Yeah, that's Yo, what we're having. I won't tolerate the hate on mushy peas. Yeah, they look gross, but you know they're all right. But yeah, listen to that show. Come yeah. for the NXT retro NXT review. Stay for the talk on mushy. Have peas. you ever had a pea and you thought, "Wow, this is way too hard to eat"? I wish Wait, someone would have oh, sorry, already yeah. chewed it up for me. I thought you said, "Do you ever it? have to?" That's pee. mushy peas. <laughs> Do you ever, you have, ever have a dream? So, <laughs> Do yeah. anything you ever wanted? The Twitch chat's already coming for me with the mushy peas, but uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, it's good stuff. I don't know. It's all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited to 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 see what you bring back. Well, yeah, people in the Twitch chat are going off like, get the fuck out with mushy peas. So <laughs> let, let's let's put up a little poll on our live Twitch right now. Mushy peas or whatever food WH has currently tweeted out. <laughs> Which would you take? <laughs> Can you just say we'll neither? We'll this and look at the end. <laughs> so someone teach that man how to take proper photos of his food. <laughs> Uh, oh uh, man. it's gotta uh, be a gimmick right it's gotta be yeah like how he calls everyone else nerds <laughs> yeah. Yeah. uh but I, I i am excited we're gonna be doing a show tomorrow as well for bd elite normal time but then next week things are gonna be a little jumbled around because you will be coming back and i know you come mm. back like wednesday uh, i know we're gonna what we're gonna hang out have uh some drinks like old times and then maybe do a show yeah. on so on i believe Thursday. you've got someone for tuesday night i think in my place yeah i, I haven't i have forgot to ask someone so maybe okay. uh Cino, put up the Cino <laughs> sign john Cino filling and in everywhere I, these days the legend i think probably like a thursday afternoon bd elite next week cool um, and then patreon stuff as and when it drops uh we've got a we'll cross that bridge when we come to it but then a, a full may schedule will be up as well by the end of next week so and then things will be back to normal you know we'll be in the same room uh we'll be yeah yeah, we uh, see each other. Yeah, be great. I know uh, we just put out a ton of shows on the Patreon. We did our ECW Barely Legal 1997 review. That was a ton of fun. Go check that out. Talking all about the Terry Funk triple threat and all that, all that fun stuff. Uh, that crazy six man. We did a best match ever. Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. That was awesome as well. We just did a was next talking about Sami Zayn versus Cesaro, the famous two out of three falls match from august 21st 2013 and then we just recorded another was next retro nxt review chatting all about the episode after that which has uh prince pretty feuding with a hippie we got the yeah. the the beginning those skeletons of the bffs sasha banks and summer ray and uh so much alexander rusev with scott dawson aka dax the axe there's a whole lot going on a lot going on yeah. in in nxt 2013 but that's uh that's coming out on the patreon as well uh and then we have another show we're recording tomorrow i know you're really excited oh yeah can't wait <laughs> what show is that turbo a power rangers movie from 1997 <laughs> yeah calling um, all 90s kids Everyone else is going to be like, nope, not into that. You know, I should have had a look. I, I might, I think I got rid of the VHS, but I, I might actually have, I had that and I had the original movie. I might have it kicking around here somewhere. Yeah. I did not watch it. I, I do still have a VHS player, but I did not watch it on VHS. On VHS. Um, yeah, a few yeah, years ago. Great we did- classic movie that we're going to talk about <laughs> tomorrow. 
Uh, I, I, I don't know. in the making. Yeah, yeah. We did a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie review, like years ago as a joke with Scrump, who's super into Power Rangers. And well, we promised him we would do Turbo one day. And it's actually like the, just like ECW, barely legal, it's actually the 25th anniversary of this movie. So we were like, ah, well, fuck it. Kind of good to do it now. Yeah. So it's funny because that was back in the days when all we did was recorded a show about a one hour show called NXT. Back then it was like, yeah, should we just talk about Power Rangers one yeah, week fuck for it. a laugh? Why not? Now it's fast forward years later, we're recording like four or five shows a week. And then it's like, fuck, I got to watch Turbo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I too have. It's going to be a fun show. Yeah. It's it will be, be a lot of fun, especially the people who maybe have the nostalgia, the people who like grew up like us with this movie. And we realize now it's, it's terrible. But the people who don't know anything about this, don't watch this movie <laughs> or watch it. Get super stoned and watch it. And hey, maybe you'll have a great time. But yeah, can't wait to talk all about Tommy Oliver and all mm. the. The Power Ranger stuff. So that'll be out uh, this week on the Patreon. And then, yes, you're going to be away. So I'm actually going to be joined by Jordan Goodman for uh, a little a little show on the Patreon. I'm not quite sure what we're going to talk about, but it's going to be uh, a fun show as well. And I know he's got a a uh, show with Damian Abraham and Wei Ting coming out. Oh, nice. Uh, where they're going to be talking all about cannabis. So uh, I'm super excited uh, to, to listen to that show. But shout out Jordan Goodman. And shout out you guys. You can check out all these podcasts. You get access to everything we've ever done. All the best matches ever. All the retro NXT reviews, pay-per-view reviews, everything. And it's only five bucks a month to get everything that comes out this month and everything in that back catalog. That's like pennies per podcast. And there's so much that we do and so much content that we create. And we would love for you to check us out at patreon.com slash up next. Cause that's what keeps the lights on. And I literally mean that cause our ring light broke. So I've been using this backup ring light. So yeah, well, once I'm to- back, we'll sort out a whole, whole lighting rig for us. And just by the sounds of it, just for the kitchen as well. And we got yeah. We, and- <laughs> you left, and the, the my the apartment just went to shit. The place I just, is falling apart. <laughs> I'm still I'm still having uh, no holds barred matches with our new laundry machine daily, and then the light in the kitchen went out, and then there's just there was just uh, there was a whole lot, but yeah, there's fun stuff. So yeah, uh, help the boys out. <laughs> Patreon.com. Yeah. Patreon.com. Uh, yeah, buy I mean- a t-shirt, prowrestlingtees.com slash up next. Why not? We'll put it all out there. Subscribe yeah. to the Twitch. Subscribe to the YouTube. Just just give us give us your fucking money, as Bob Geldof would say. Yeah. Uh, who? Bob Geldof? Yeah, who's that? Uh, he uh, was from the, uh, what they called? Um, Happy Mondays, was it? No, they did. He did the Live Aid song. He, he, oh. he sorted out that first Live Aid. You're not gonna now tell me that he's like got some new documentary about him and no, he's knows. by all accounts he's well probably a bit of a twat, but no, he's yeah. all right. Done a lot of charity work and nothing's come out of him. Yeah, uh, t- Frank in the Twitch chat's asking when is the Baywatch Nights review? Uh, you can check out our Baywatch slash Boy Meets World Vader episode uh, that is also out with Brandon from New Jersey. But Baywatch Nights in coming in the future and we will be working on a up next mania sometime in may we swear but davy's back next week so once once that happens we'll, we'll get, we'll get yeah. the gears in motion there uh before nxt we had some like Sorry, boomtown rats i don't want to be corrected boomtown on rats? boomtown rats yeah Sung a song about not liking mondays that's where i got confused uh, yeah. he, uh, anyway moving on yeah not important yeah i mean i don't like mondays either 
He so does. He's, maybe he's onto something. Uh, what about uh, someone who doesn't like Tuesdays anymore? Pour one is, out. Yeah, it's time to pour one out here on this show for one half of the greatest tag team in the history of professional wrestling. Jacket time. Kushida has left the WWE in the biggest shocker of the year. Yeah, when, when the guy with the Back to the Future gimmick starts going, huh, this place is a bit weird, <laughs> I'm going to move on. <laughs> it's saying something. Yeah, uh, yeah not, not a surprise at all. I mean, it's, it's kind of cool that he got to just let his contract expire and can now just, he's free, like as of today, I guess. Um, but yeah, not, not a big shocker here. Writing was really on the wall with seeing everyone else. Yeah, I think we've been saying this horrible tag team. Um, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think what best of the super juniors bound, do you reckon? Yeah, there's, there's talks on, on Twitter. People are reporting that Kushida has already been in talks with new Japan and that he's, he's probably going to show up there very soon, whether it's like May or or June. So yeah, best of super juniors. Uh, I know that the, what the issues people said that he had was that he was always the juniors, best of the super juniors, the junior champion. He kind of wanted to see where he could go. And he even mm-hmm. would say that in his NXT promos that he wanted to see where he could take his career. So it is kind of unfortunate that this is where he got to NXT just as they what were on being put on the USA network. And then think about it. The pandemic happened and then 2.0 happened. Like he really just did not get a full chance or opportunity i feel he just yeah. it was just too many things going on and Injury. Not the right. yeah there was just yeah. so much that like that did happen that it, it, it still is like a what if but at least he he did try it out he what won the cruiserweight title at one point like yeah i i feel uh i can see maybe him feeling like if he went back into the uh super juniors it would be a bit of a step down or whatever but i think it would be a great place to start like go back to where you came from, like, and then maybe move up to heavyweight, maybe do the G1 or something as well. Um, but I believe he doesn't, his family live in the state. So um, I can imagine him maybe doing a lot more strong stuff as well. Well, wasn't that going back and forth? Yeah. Wasn't that the thing when he signed that he, he brought his family here? Like it was a mm. big deal for him to move yeah. over to Florida here. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I want, you wonder if he stays, he goes back to new Japan. I, I would like to see him back in new Japan. I don't think it's a, the thing with him is yeah. His gimmick is what back to the future. His gimmick to me is he, he puts on good matches and that's what I like mm. to see from this guy. Uh, and if he does decide to stay wrestling in the United States, it's easy to say, Hey, go to AEW, but I would like to see him and, uh, the time splitters get back together. Him and Alex Shelley yep. maybe do some GCW. I, I don't know. I just I like the guys wrestling, and he always puts on good matches. And whenever he was given the opportunity, whether it was what his match in NXT with Walter, his match with Gargano, like when it had the big opportunities, he delivered. And I, yeah. I am a big fan of. I was a big fan of this guy way before NXT, and I liked him a lot better before he got WWE's prints on him. So I mean, maybe he will just be happier and, and flourish wrestling is just there's so much stuff you could do the new japan strong you know roster you could do new japan you could do put him in the g1 like try to let, get, get him to that next yeah. step he's he reminds me of takahashi in new japan where it's like they he, they want to be so bad looked at as not just the junior as just mm. a star but i wonder if kushida will ever get uh pushed to that to that level but I, I am a big fan of him and pour one out but i'm 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 way happy as long as we're not seeing this guy hang out in the washroom 
with with Jiro talking about jackets and time. It's about yeah. time. This guy split. Great. I'm so happy this guy's gone. So now now Von Wagner is like the like the guy that kills off the old guys. Isn't yeah, he? wait, who did he he got rid of he got rid of Kyle? Got rid of Kushida. <laughs> he did Who's next. Wow, he got rid of Kyle and Kushida. This guy's the legend killer. Like if they were smart, this should be his gimmick. <laughs> Yeah, that's Shouldn't the only. It? He, it's better than the gimmick he's got. Uh, he's like eyeing up Roderick Strong in the corner. Yeah, he's like, I Roddy, see you, Roddy. You I see watch you over yourself. there. You don't want this <laughs> smoke is coming. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Damn. Well. Yeah. Poor one out for Kushida. I am interested in seeing some other matchups. Like do do one offs. Hey, Kushida Danielson. That's a match I, I definitely want to see uh, as well. But yeah. Uh, very interesting. There was something else I saw about an interview with The Athletic, with Triple H, who mm. finally kind of talks a little bit about NXT since his whole, like, kind of his his health scare and, and, and everything like that. And I was, I, I was a little, like, let down reading this because usually Triple H, I find, is kind of, at least in the, wait, let me make sure I say this right. In the last few years, like NXT, Golden Era, Triple H always seemed very uh, authentic, hmm. but in this interview, it's kind of, it, I don't want to say he's cowering, but it's kind of like he's saying, oh yeah, it's changed now. Good thing Sean was there. Good to see. It's a good change. I'm like, come on, you're going to just, you're going to like, I kind of was expecting, and I kind of hope that he does maybe do some more interviews to kind of maybe openly hmm. explain just a little bit. You don't have to, you don't have to, you know, spill your whole heart out, but I think an, a little bit of, some truth, a little bit of the curtain pulling would be, uh, I, I read this interview. I would recommend any NXT uh, fan, the athletic put it out there with Paul Levesque, but yeah, uh, I, I kind of said yeah, to you like, I, Hey, check it out. I don't know. I, I mean, I think everyone just wants dirt all the time and I don't want dirt. Maybe it isn't there. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. NXT was his baby, but it is that there, there were factors to it that I didn't really consider. And that was, um, as he said, he, he says in the interview about, well, when they went to, uh, they were doing like developmental and they were mixing in kind of these indie stars that they bring in, but they'd always have this, um, this like performance center talent coming through. And that, that has been the case throughout the whole thing. But then when it moved to TV, it had to become more of a, like a brand. But the problem was this: the pandemic happened not long after TV. And I mean, think back, it's, we criticise 2.0 a lot, but the criticism for a long time with NXT was it's the same roster. There isn't that conveyor belt anymore of people moving on. And he said about, like, basically, you didn't have, for that whole time, you didn't have the new talent coming into the PC um, to kind of filter in. So that's why it was kind of really sort of a drastic change because it it did need a change. And when it did lose to AEW, I mean, I think as much as like as wrestling fans who just want to tune in and watch good wrestling, like, yeah, I, I miss the old NXT for sure. I think as a developmental product, this works better for what they're looking for. And and kind of look at the stars they've made on the main roster, like, it's your Roman Reigns, like, okay, Sasha and Becky had a little bit of indie work, but they weren't indie stars, were they, before they came in? Like, all the, all the most of their big, big stars there are in-house produced, I would say. So 
I think, yeah, it's it's obviously he's probably upset and bitter, but I did think there was I didn't think he was lying about what he was saying, if you know what I mean. I think it is true. And I do think I, I found it interesting watching when just going back and watching these was next episodes that um these old NXT episodes where it is like this this product we're watching is way more like that now, isn't it? You've got stupid gimmicks, you've got the male model, you've got the hippie uh in NXT back then. Like today you've got the daddy's little rich girl and the sleeping girl and that kind of thing. Um and it's ways to kind of I don't know, push these talents in different ways. Um and yeah, I I think he was being very diplomatic. I know what you mean. And he's saying, because he like, said, oh, I wish yeah. these guys well who were going on. But I also think he realizes that it wasn't working, really. I, at yeah, the end I of just, the day. I, I, like, I look, look, again, how I'm saying this is because it's Triple H, but like, I for once would have liked him to, to kind of pat himself on the back and kind of, you know, give himself the credit and say, look, look, look what I was making it, whatever he was doing was working. It became this really cool, like organically like thing that happened in wrestling. And then it just, he, he was, he was nice about the the stars kind of moving on. And he says he's in contact with all of them. He sounds really friendly with like, you know, your Adam mm. Coles or your Kyles and stuff. So, and he, and he also says like, yeah, we taught them a lot of good stuff. So you know, go use it essentially is what yeah. he, he also says, which I'm like, yeah, it, that is, that is true. Look at the hard cam. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. Um, I would like to hear him more, speak a bit more openly about everything. Maybe one day he will, Hey, do a Jericho podcast or whatever, but uh, it, it was still interesting to, to see. I wonder how sad he is that Kushida is gone. Probably not very, <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't doing much with the Yeah, I don't know he? if he was. <laughs> uh, well, that's uh that's our cue to talk about some NXT from tonight. Yeah. Let's talk Let's about it. Do it. NXT, August 19th, 2022. And we start with Joe Gacy. He says, Bron Breaker, tonight we're going to see what kind of sacrifices you're going to make for you, for your family, and for this. As he holds up his finger with the ring on it, we still see that burn on his finger as uh. well. And he laughs maniacally. <laughs> so, and this just sets up this show long epic story between epic. Joe Gacy epic. and Bron Breaker. I think maybe we'll we'll talk about this all in a bit more detail a bit later. Um, but let's get into Pretty Deadly. They come out and they say last week. Uh, we made history as we pranced down that ramp and won the NXT championships. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Pretty dead. Yes, boy. Pretty deadly. Are used to having gold around our waists? We were used to dominating NXT UK, but that was too drab. So we thought we'd come here, boy. Surprise, surprise, surprise. When grizzled young veterans come out. And Gibson's on the mic and he says, look at the absolute state of these two. Where was our invite last week in the gauntlet match? We'd have beaten everyone. And the only reason you had an ounce of success in the UK is because we decided to leave. And the only reason you dorks are tag champs is because we weren't involved. And we are going to take our opportunity tonight when they get interrupted by Legado del Fantasma. And Electra says, 
you're not the only ones who deserve a title match. And Legado and GYV start to brawl. Um, and before we go into the the next bit, uh, I, I kind of like, because I think a lot of us were going, hey, what, what about GYV last week? And I I do like how they kind of tied it together. S- sorry, sorry. Saying, G-Y-V? Sorry, I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, are they not about. that? Has that gone? Uh, I don't know if you noticed, because a lot of people messaged us last week. It went completely over our heads that some people have also had name changes here in NXT. Uh, and here are some new ones right here, because G-Y-V are no longer the grizzled young veterans. They're Gibson and Drake. Okay. Gibson uh, right. and Drake. I didn't notice that. Just Gibson and Drake. Gibson no first names? and Drake. Gibson and Drake. <laughs> nice. Wow. Drake's in NXT. Wow, look at that. Drake is in NXT. Yeah. Um, six, cool. Six, six. I'm not changing the description. I've already written it and I've put Grizzled Young Vets, so sue me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. But yeah, I they always sound good. I I, I think uh, Drake actually sounded... <laughs> Drake sounded good here. I don't normally say that, but... Um, and yeah. Love Drake but, now. And then right after this, Bron storms it out and says, Joe Gacy wants to know what I'm willing to sacrifice or bring your ass out with my dad's ring and I'll show you what I'm, <laughs> what I'm willing to sacrifice. And then Joe Gacy appears on all the screens and he says, I have what you're looking for. I'm not too hard to find. All you have to do is find me. <laughs> as his face is all on the screens and just got like dark lights like and PTSD. I like got thrown back to that Thunderdome era with just the fiend on all the screens. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I liked the, uh, I'll give, I'll give the compliment first. I, I do like when a show starts like this with just like, like, high energy, a lot going on. You've got the tag champs from last week. You've got people coming out. There's a brawl. I like when a segment bleeds into the next with Bron coming through it. I think it kind of grabs your attention. But this, like, Joe Gacy thing, it's it's completely not what it started out to be. And this is just budget fiend. And I didn't even like the real fiend. Yeah, it's uh, we we said it last week. We're like, huh? He's not really this woke character whatsoever. Harland is not there whatsoever. They've completely dropped that. Now he's just the guy who does the maniacal laughing thing. And here it's over the top maniacal laughing because he's just is all he's, the screens are all his faces. This this instantly just made me like not even laugh. Just drop my head down like, great. This is the beginning of the show. I got that means there's more of this. I thought they jumped the shark with this this segment here i would be mistaken with what happens later but this is the drizzling shits yeah uh not good i just feel so bad for bron it just makes bron look like this geek like how seth rollins looked in that thing i just yeah yeah, i hate this absolutely this literally made me go do i have to watch this show i mean i don't have to nothing's physically forcing me to but i I'm like, come on. I think there is a better story that you could have written for Gacy to, to be in the chase for this title, especially now that they're promoting a show in two weeks. But but now it, it, this guy's just doing, like you said, this fiend 
garbage and laughing. You know, I stole your dad and now I stole his ring. And it's, it's and like, it's, what? Come I, on. I don't did, get why, like, do they not learn? Like, Seth Rollins took so long to recover from that Fiend feud. And some would argue, like, character-wise, he never has. Um, and that, And it wasn't just Seth. So many characters got absolutely destroyed by being in a feud with the Fiend. And it's we've seen this in the past with like the likes of Kane and other characters as well. This tends not to work. And I think especially as a first feud for your like new champion, it's it's so bad. And and thankfully, I, I assume this they announced later in the show we're getting this event um spring break in, in two weeks. Well, they they do confirm this is the match at the end. I hope that's it, that at least this is just a couple of weeks. We're getting the Joe Gacy feud and then we can move on because this is so bad. And it's it's lost any kind of like interest this Joe Gacy character had. Like yeah. there's so much you can go with um as as the woke character. There's the idea of maybe, you know, nepotism, <laughs> like Bron being in this position because of his dad, because sure. of his uncle. There's being the like the uh oh well, you're the typical you know toxic masculinity thing yeah that's what i said last week there's there's so many there's so many things you can pick up on with this character and yet it's just no i'm gonna kidnap people and hijack the screens and be spooky who's doing this shit like is this bruce pritchard because like it's gotta be he did he just go watch the batman and go huh that riddler's got something going on let's go with that let's go with like a Batman Cape Crusading gimmick throughout the whole show. Honestly, like no spoilers for the rest of this podcast, but this is possibly quite possibly the worst episode of NXT I've watched in my, in my opinion. I, 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 Mm. I was in a good mood. I've been heavily caffeinated. I've been good, but this is just not even like laughable bad. This is just shake your head. Like why this is not the wrestling that I enjoy watching for sure. I, I am all about sports entertainment. I can totally get into it. But this is like just bad. Like Joe Gacy, I, I thought for sure they could turn whatever character he had since what that Forbes article that says, hey, look at this woke character. I'm like, man, they've got something clearly and completely 180 it into like B-level horror movie where you're laying they baby just fall face back to what they yeah, know. You just they? go back to the same old shit rip off like like what scary movies what do you even batman like i don't know what you're trying to accomplish here it just makes everything look bad and cheesy and questioning why i watch nxt every week yeah yeah terrible um we see a digital exclusive of santos escobar watching carmelo hayes and he says carmelo hayes my 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 how the mighty have fallen the a champion with a lot of excuses you can call yourself whatever you want, but can't call yourself worthy. You were never worthy for the North American Championship. Santos Escobar, now that's a different story. And if you have a problem with it, I can remind you of your place with this championship, and that is back of the line. Uh, good promo here, like I thought. And LDF definitely, after tonight's show, feel like they're, they're moving into more babyface roles, which I think is good for them. Uh, yeah, and Santos always like it's the little things with LDF, even if they're promo, whatever he's saying is kind of basic. At least he's not doing this backstage. He's like 
this is, you know, quote unquote earlier today where he's in his white shirt outside by the pool or whatever, like looking fancy. Like it makes the character stand out from from all these other people. And And they've always done that. He sounds natural when he speaks as well. He never really sounds like he's reading lines, even though like it is kind of basic stuff. But I I think he owns it and makes it sound good. Um, Mello and Trick then respond. uh, They're backstage. And uh, Mello is mad that Santos says that he isn't worthy. And he says, you're saying I'm back of the line. Well, I created the line. I am the line. And we will defeat Santos and then end this Cameron Grimes fairy tale story and put the championship back where it belongs because that's all it is and all it's ever going to be. Yeah, this was, again, kind of just getting to the, the point, but uh, I am the line. I, I am, am the line. The line. It's going to be in a botch mania for sure. <laughs> I am the... <laughs> now... We go to the match we've been waiting for that's been built up for quite a few weeks. I know you're excited. Dream Tiffany match. Stratton versus Saray. Um, we didn't see Saray's transformation. This uh, week come out. Yeah, um, she doesn't do the tunnel transformation entrance anymore. She's just already on the stage in the Sailor Moon like type Warrior of the Sun stuff. Warrior of the Sun versus Daddy's Little Rich Girl. Uh, Saray delivers some drop kicks and a forearm early on and then locks in the Muta lock, but Stratton gets the ropes. Saray then goes for her big drop kick into the ropes, but Tiffany moves and follows up with the hip attack and then a spear into the corner and then hits this uh, like top rope, like bounces her knees into a rolling senton, uh, which looked quite nice for a two count. Stratton goes to slam Saray's head against the mat, but Saray bridges up to get out of it. And then they start to trade slaps. There's a drop kick into the ropes from Saray, followed by a big German suplex. And then a double stomp, like a kind of coup de grace to the midsection, but from the second rope. And then another big running drop kick, her kind of finishing one into the ropes from Saray. And she's getting... Uh, Stratton up for maybe like a German, but Stratton hits a backwards headbutt, which rocks Saray. And then she hits her with the like twisting Vader bomb for the win. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thoughts on this? Honestly, it didn't, it had some good back and forth. It it was, it felt like what was a pretty quick match. I know that people are probably bummed like, Oh, look what they're doing with Saray. But I do think there is a star to be made with uh, Tiffany Stratton. And I do think WWE see a lot in her. So wasn't surprised with her going over here, but yeah, actually there was a, a few things that looked good here. That German suplex from Saray looked awesome. Uh, Tiffany uh, had a few look, I mean, her finish is pretty cool looking as well, but that diving stomp as well, again, really, really short match, but I, I didn't think this was bad at all. Uh, it was pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought this was pretty decent. And I think Stratton seems to be improving really quickly. Uh, each, each week we see her, I think she seems better and better. And I like how kind of like stiff they were both working. They were both like like cracking each other in the face with forearms and stuff. And yeah. Compare, compare this. I mean, spoilers, because it's a show we're about to release. But compare this to the like Emma Summer Ray match we uh, we watched from NXT uh, 2013, which was probably about the same length, you know, four or five minutes. 
um it's night and day really uh i thought with this i, I was quite impressed and I, yeah I, uh, I i would say this is probably probably one of the highlights of this show for me actually uh i i i do think that saray has a, there's a there's a better position or opportunity there why not use her but I see them going and pushing Stratton to the moon. And I love the daddy's little rich girl theme song she has. Uh, but also I saw like Saray, like is the, just put, put her on the main roster. If she, she's been someone who knows how to wrestle already. I saw someone, I think it was, was it Saray? Who, who posted it? Was it Nakamura who posted a photo? He was hanging out with some other wrestlers and Io Shirai was in the background and she's wearing, she's wearing a cast. So people are thinking that Io is, is injured uh-huh. and that's kind of why there hasn't been a call up or anything, but uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think this was probably a highlight of this episode, <laughs> and this was a short match. I, f- I feel maybe if if your focus isn't if, if Saray's there to put over kind of Tiffany Stratton and people like that, I feel put her in the tag team division um, at this point. What Find tag team partner. division? Well, yeah, but it, it will give us something else to do and a bit more focus. We've seen the tag team division is always just short term stories, but at least it's giving you something to do and not really just throw away matches. Um, but yeah, I think Stratton's definitely one to watch. I, I do think she's good. She still doesn't have a, like a, a name for that splash. Like they still don't call it like what, the, what do I keep every week? I'm like, yo, give that like name your, the, she doesn't, she didn't use the money clip. I don't think here, but clearly like call that like the daddy's purse or like the, she can't say the money clip. Cause that'd yeah. be, Team maxed foot. out maxed like out oh maxed yeah. out yeah the credit the swipe uh yeah she could do like a leg sweep that's like the swipe like the credit card uh cash or credit paper or plastic the overdraft overdraft <laughs> well yeah it's, she's got her dad's credit cards though right so yeah. it's like yeah uh obviously like something to do with clueless like or that's hot like paris hilton that's what yeah mm-hmm. the twisting moonsault should be that's hot and boom book it we're booking this character i'm I'm getting behind this character i see her being like uh like i saw people on twitter were saying like she's the next alexa bliss i'm like i don't know really what that means but one day she's going to be uh taken over by a demon yeah yeah Hang out with dolls <laughs> We see Bron who storms past Grizzle Jack. Sorry, Gibson, what? Drake and Gibson. Back Briggs and Jensen. Six God. <laughs> the Six God and a brand of Gibson whiskey. Brinson. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he storms past uh, James Drake and Zach Gibson here. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. You said James Drake? <laughs> You're so, look at you giving people first names. It's Gibson and Drake. That's it. <laughs> the, the thing is, I, I'm just now, I, I'm still getting to grips with Briggs and Jensen. Like, I can't have Briggs and Jensen and Drake and Gibson. And Gibson. And, it's, it's no, it's, it's Briggs and Jensen and Gibson and Drake. <laughs> And then if FTR comes back as well as reports are, I, I, I'll never get to grips with any of these names. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll talk about that but, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But Bron hears Rick yelling, Bronson, Bronson, up here, Bronson. And you mean it's you recording hear, oh, yeah, Rick. From yeah. two weeks ago. And Bron just finds a cage that just happens to be set up um, in, in uh, the CWC. And... Bron goes into the cage and sees a, a folding chair with a iPad on it playing. Um, well, it, it, this iPad was definitely turned off with this. Audio <laughs> yeah, it wasn't on. In. I don't know. Yeah, it, <laughs> it wasn't out. on at all. Um, but Bron uh, is so, so mad that all these games that are being played with him and smashes up the iPad 
and storms off. I thought this was going to be a trap, and I thought he was going to look yeah, so dumb. Yeah, I thought he was going to be in the cage. Cage. <laughs> and that, I'm glad they didn't do that. I mean, Bron didn't look great this week, but I think that would have been the nail in the coffin, or I guess the bolt in the cage in this point, if they locked oh, him in man. there. Because it's like, just don't go in. <laughs> yeah, I your world champs walking around grabbing jobbers being like have you seen this man <laughs> where is this guy have you seen this boy where is he <laughs> and they're like yo fuck dude i don't know and then you hear the voice of his dad like i said every time you see braun or joe gacy segment that because there's a bunch of them and there's more every time you think it's like the last one it's like okay that was bad it can't get any worse than that what i love is that like <laughs> shit happens like your dad gets kidnapped and you're like, well, yeah, I'm, not gonna see, I'm not going to see Gacy at work until next week. So I'll wait till then to do anything about it. it this WWE is crying out for an HR department because you just go, wouldn't you? I don't know. Be like, hey, Joe kidnapped my dad again. Can you, can you, tell can you do something about that? it, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I think we said the same thing when Harlan was throwing people off roofs. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, hey, maybe it's not a safe work environment. No. But yet, if you can't, you know, you can't handle it, change industries. Yeah. Uh, well, I, 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 the Braun thing going into the cage, I genuinely thought he too was going to be locked inside of it. And I was like, oh, God, rolling my eyes. But it's just him finding this iPad. And then ha- he has to act like he's so upset at this iPad. And it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> and and it, it does, in fact, get worse. But yeah, I don't know how many, there's not enough sharks that they jump tonight. Well, pretty deadly are walking backstage and they're, they're going past all kind of pictures of like, uh, like NXT legends, legends from Full NXT. Sail. They're going, they're yes boying all no of them. No boy, yes boy. And then they see, uh, they see, what is it, Mae Young? And they're like, yes. And they move on. <laughs> and yes, Indy and Persia are there and they say, oh, hello. Uh, wow, you look better than you do on TV. And, and they say yes, girl. They're like, they're like, yes, girl. They get all a bit flirty. And Indy says, look, we want a match. And like Kit and Elton here are going, oh, yes, boy, give us everything you've got. And they go, no, not us, them. And the camera pans to see Duke Hudson and Dexter Loomis, who just, I guess, pretty deadly didn't see at all. Standing until there this the entire pan. time. And yeah, so uh, this sets up uh, our main event of the evening. Uh, Duke Hudson, Dexter Loomis challenging for the NXT Tag Team titles. Like when you're when you're when you're like reviewing recapping this saying like Elton and Prince like I would just believe you that that was their names that's it sounds ridiculous Gibson and Drake Briggs and Jensen and Elton Quinn and what what is it Prince Williams I don't know what the Kit Elton Prince and Kit, Kit Williams Williams yeah Kit, we'll go know. with that anyway at least for this week yeah uh, you have Indy and Persia doing the classic like in every old school like horror movie when the the, the girl hitchhiker, she's like, hold on, I'll put my thumb out. And then when the car gets closer and stops, can I get a ride? Oh, my boyfriend, too. It's kind of like yeah. that's what they were doing with their <laughs> with their lovers, uh, which sets up the, the great main event that we have to go tonight, towards. Oh, tonight. yeah. But yeah, uh, it was all right. Well, then uh, Mackenzie Mitchell interviews Grayson Waller, who has a match against Sanger. Um, so... Between last week and this week, Waller had fired Sanger. Um, 
And Mackenzie asks, hey, why did you do that? And he goes, well, I had this plan. I had the whole world asking why um, I was wrestling with my injured shoulder and I, I was faking it. But Sanger ruined it by not capitalizing and just ruined our plan of, uh, of being tag champs. And Mackenzie asks, are you af- not afraid that firing him has pissed off Sanger? And Wallace says, without me, Sanger was, is nothing. When Andre Chase and Bodie Haywood come in and say, ah, this looks like a teachable moment. He then quotes Benjamin Franklin when Sanger storms in and Waller runs away. Uh, and Sanger's like launched in a trash can at him. He's just chasing him down to the ring. And well, the, the match is going to happen early because they can't hold it off any longer. Oh. Uh, Grayson Waller versus Sanger. So we're going to it right now. And Sanger starts throwing Waller around with these big beals. Crowd are getting into it. They're chanting one more time. And then Sanger screams namaste as he puts his hands in the prayer position for dropping a big elbow onto Waller's back. Is that not uh, like, does that not like clash with saying namaste? Like, hold on, right. namaste. I, and then I'm going I to think that's kick the you idea, in the face. <laughs> yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. Um, Waller namaste. then gets the ropes, uh, tries for the baseball slide to the outside, but gets caught into a choke slam. But uh, Waller escapes it and runs Sanger into the ring post rolls him into the ring and hits the rolling stunner for the win. Uh, Waller putting down the big man. Okay, I'll do what you do. Compliments first. When Andre Chase is like, hey, it's time for a teachable moment and then starts quoting Benjamin Franklin, Waller is like, Benjamin Franklin, who? Who did he ever beat? Big pop for for that line. Uh, but I, I don't really like uh, they're, they're trying to explain the situation of how Sang is no longer with him all in like a, a sentence in a promo when I'm like, huh, I thought it was his manager. Oh, okay. And now he's after him. Okay, cool. Sure. I think maybe if you had just waited and established that on TV, it would have worked a, a bit better uh, because also I just don't, I just don't care that these guys are feuding. Uh, Waller's not one of my favorites, but I do think he looks good when he gets thrown around by someone. Like I didn't necessarily think either of them looked bad in the ring. Cause I think he's a, he's a good, he, he knows how to, you know, jump off ladders and take these crazy bumps, but getting mm-hmm. thrown around by such a bigger guy is always a, a, a good visual. But also I think his move is just the dumbest <laughs> move. I can take Cody Rhodes doing like double jumps off the top rope before hitting a cutter. I can even take Jay lethal doing a like backflip into the ropes into midair to do it. But going outside of the ring to run, roll through, to just land on your feet, to hit the move, it seems a little... But isn't that his character? Like, he doesn't really care about whether it makes sense. He's just showboating. He, I guess. He's uh, like, look, I can yeah. do a, a cool dive. It's... Uh, yeah. They, like, this has just been hot-shotted, like, so quickly that... They just given up of this like really quickly it seems because good I don't, I don't <laughs> well no I mean that's why but no like you're saying you don't care it's like but this they've just clearly like it, this is WWE to a T you know they don't they just drop something cold all of a sudden and yeah because I don't remember these guys did these guys break up last week it just seemed I to had, happen I had no idea I don't until think he so. said it yeah I was like oh okay. exactly exactly and then like. 
clip like finishing it pretty cut and dry like, like not really any cheating or anything to win this i do think of i i think i said this last year but i think this kind of showed it a bit more it's a low bar but for the big guys i think sanger is the most promising in the company at the moment um when compared to like amos and aziz um and veer i i think sanger actually moves well and and i think with work i think he could actually be uh not a bad big guy for the company in, in that sort of wwe mold um but yeah uh quick stuff i guess this is to just move waller on to something else can't wait we get highlights of cora jade and natalia from last week and cora says my future isn't bleak um natalia may be a future hall of famer but she's dead ass wrong i saw natty as a hero and as a dream match but all i want now is to kick her legendary ass and she holds up the photo of them when Cora was young with braces meeting her hero and she rips it up. And then we cut to Natalia, who's in the locker room, who's checking out her jacket and then sees Cora Jade's hat that just happens to be there. <laughs> and she picks it up and throws it away. And she looks, uh, ah, look at me, I'm evil. Oh, man. Yeah, I, like Grayson Waller with Sanga, his bodyguard, is almost like they're trying to do the MJF Wardlow thing. But then here with Cora and Natty, it's like they're trying to do the MJF CM Punk thing. But again, yeah. like in, in a week, we've we've got to this part of the story, like ripping the photo, like it's some dramatic thing. I'm like, all right, uh, I, I'm still interested to see the match, but the story itself is a little. I assume this will be at spring break in as well. Yeah, um, yeah in two weeks. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather if you if you're gonna have Natty there for a month, it's it's some stuff like this isn't sure. a WrestleMania match or anything. Like, I I don't oh. mind too much. Yeah, it's it's Cora's impressed. Yeah, Cora has impressed, so definitely. Yeah. I think she sounds good as well. Um, so, she, uh, she yeah, also I, I, said she said dead ass in her promo, so that's dead ass, dead ass. Um, we then get. Uh, oh, I, wait, thought, I didn't write. I thought this was for Cora Jade as well here. This whole vignette until <laughs> it said someone else's name. I was like, oh, okay. Yes. So it's the same so character. We see this little girl playing the PlayStation. Literally a little girl playing PlayStation. A little girl, like a child. And it says, when I was younger, I was an outcast and I felt lost. But then my mom bought me a PlayStation. I would play the WWE games. and But I was told that this is the closest I'll ever be be to being a superstar because she created would create herself in the games and that yeah. and people would say that's the closest you'll ever get to be playing it yeah you know in the well movie. next week i step out of the video game and into real life and roxanne perez debuts next week um yeah like it's i i think having this back to back with the cora jade thing was yep. probably a mistake because this is just cora jade again um not to say it's a a bad video, but yeah, it's just we've we've got we've got this character already. We literally just talked about yeah, we we're going through this character right now. So why why introduce a character? Just the difference is oh, I used to play the video games and uh, okay. Uh, so this is Roxanne Perez, who probably will be shortened to just Roxanne really quickly. But what was her name on the Indies? Because we've seen her what in AEW and stuff as well. Have we not? Uh, Roxy. Is- 
Is this Roxy? This yeah, is, is this not former ROH Women's Champion? I, Roxy? I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, yeah, Roxanne Perez. Yeah. Um, well, she's being interviewed, and she she says this is so surreal. This is something I've worked for my entire life. When she gets interrupted by toxic attraction, and Mandy Rose says, "Don't worry, the butterflies are normal." but don't set your bar too high because you'll never get there. And Roxanne goes, oh, well, thanks for the advice. They say, huh, I'm sensing some attitude here. Well, why don't we move your debut to tonight? Tonight? Yes, tonight. This isn't a video game. This is the real deal. This is 2.0, bitch. Um, And, well, Roxanne says, well, I'll, I'll figure something out. So uh, she's going to have her first match tonight. Wow. Yeah, this is JCJ. Jane. This is 2.0, bitch. I, I actually added that. That, that wasn't part of Makes it. Mode, I did that last week to you and you bought it. It felt too. like it should. <laughs> when I was like, your future is bleak, bitch. <laughs> it, it sounds better. It, sound, like, it sounds better to anything. Try, yeah. try it in an everyday conversation. Yeah, I'd like an extra large double-double bitch it works great no <laughs> just adding it to don't wrestling. do that don't no, just choke just another don't take advice from Braden. <laughs> but in wrestling <laughs> it works in wrestling it works but yeah yeah can't wait we so go- it's jc versus uh roxanne tonight yes okay get ready ohio FanDuel, america's number one sports book is coming to the buckeye state and to kick things off you can get started with 100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. We go to Legado del Fantasma versus Grizzle. Sorry, Briggs and Gibson and Gibson and Drake. Drake and Gib. Jesus Christ. Um, (laughs) Are they? Are they? They're still called Legado del Fantasma, aren't they? I was going to say, keep talking because distract them because I have to look up the new name for Legado del Fantasma as well. (laughs) Well, as. the artist formerly known as GYV walk to the ring. Legado del Fantasma leap over the top, taking them out during their entrance. Uh, Joaquin Wild hits them a, a really nice like arm drag drop kick combo. Uh, so as he's like arm dragging, I think it was Drake. He drop kicks Gibson, which I thought looked pretty cool. Um, and then there's a assisted step up in Zaguri from GYV. 
Drake jumps off Gibson's back, knocking. Uh, is this Mendoza? Is this the guy? Yeah. So I think they changed Mendoza's name. Okay. Is it uh, Del Toro? Cru- okay. Oh, no. Is it Cruz Del Toro, I think, is his name? You know, I'll just go to WWE.com and look at their roster while you continue right. reviewing this yeah. match. So, well, I'm going to just say Raul Mendoza gets knocked <laughs> off the apron here with the drop kick. Mendoza then comes in with some drop kicks and a Rana. Then there's a blind tag from Gibson allowing the, them to take advantage. And then Wild goes for like a, a move off the top rope, but slips onto the floor, doesn't quite get it. And then Wild then hits a satellite into the side Russian leg sweep, Gammon Geary finish. Uh, LDF win, a rare win from LDF here. Um, and they seem to be heating them up for uh, a bit of a title match. Yeah, I, it's unfortunate because I think we and a bunch of people last week were kind of like, hey, what's with this gauntlet thing? And GYV are just left out to to dry here. And then the, the show today starts with them kind of giving their their like two cents, like, hey, what about us kind of thing? And then LDF as well. I thought uh, it was a this was to help kind of get over LDF. But I I just think this was Gibson and Drake definitely jobbing out to these two. But I am happy to see. Legato to go forward and win something. This just to me shows that Gibson and Drake, what are you going to take them? Away? You've changed their names. You've they they only have first names. So does that mean they're going to show up on SmackDown or Raw? Maybe. Uh, I th- I think that would be best. They're a good yeah. talent. They legit like are a good talent. Zach Gibson yeah. is incredible talker. Even James Drake has stepped up. And when they when they work together, they can be used. Don't put them in the stupid robbing Uber Eats drivers or whatever. Put them in serious like. Brits with the the suits and the and the scarves like they used to do, and I think that would get over. But uh, I'm happy that Legato go forward. I still don't know their their names, but I'm looking them up. I swear, Cruz del Toro is the name of Raúl Mendoza. He changed they changed his name to Cruz del Toro. But Joaquin Wild is still that's his WWE name anyway. So. Joaquin Wild especially has been really impressing me recently i think yeah. he's he's been a highlight of all his matches uh he's he's been really good um well then santos escobar says it's time to now take care of carmelo hayes and tony d'angelo watch carefully as a true leader takes care of his business and then we see wes lee backstage in a performance center t-shirt um which just kind of said everything here. Uh, no MSK, no Wesley merchandise here, just back in his PC stuff. And he says, the last few weeks have been chaotic and I have a lot of doubts in me and I feel lost. When Zion Quinn interrupts and says, the real problem is you don't run it straight. And Wesley says, dog, you sound mad cool saying that, but I don't know what that means, which is kind of what I was thinking. Yep. And no one that knows what that means, but this isn't the right time to be giving me a lecture. And Zion says, I agree with you. I think it's time I taught you a lesson. Um, And Lee says, I may have a lot of doubts right now, but the one thing I am sure is I'm at home in that ring and maybe just seeing you out there will bring some peace in all this chaos. Yeah. uh, Am am I the only one who thinks it's a little weird that this is how they're going about this this now change yeah nash carter msk he, he's gone msk is over they the t- titles were relinquished 
of course, you're not going to go and explain, you know, maybe some things that everyone seems to know, you know, online and everything, but to go about it and say, yeah, it's been a tough couple of weeks. It's been very chaotic. And I have a few doubts in me. It's like, what, why would that be the one thing you say? And then it cuts when, when there's the match later, it cuts to the commentary and Wade Barrett's like, yeah, you know, rough couple of weeks for Wesley. What the fuck does that mean? Did Nash Carter die? Like, yeah. what are we talking about here? What you're not even, I, I, again, I'm not expecting you to explain something, but that's what you go with. Like, I thought that was pretty, pretty messy and pretty messed up, actually. I don't really know how you do deal with it. I don't know either. It, but that, if, not if, unless if, if you're not going to be, and I, I think we know by now that uh, they're not going to say on TV, like due to certain allegations, Nash Carter has been released and now that's left Wesley in the dark. Like, I'm not expecting that at all. But then also it's like, do you write off the character? I I think, I do think this is one where I I do kind of feel a bit for them because I think either way, whatever they do, I I feel they're going to be criticised. You either completely ignore it and move on or I think just do this and it's like a, if you know, you know, kind of thing. But I completely agree. If you don't follow anything outside and just watch this, you'd be like, what, what has happened? What happened? Well, we sorry, they were they were tag champions and then you pulled that away. And it, it is just really weird. But I think they're just in a in a messy situation here. I Look, thought you know, yeah, I thought Wesley sounded the best he's ever sounded, though, in this. Look, I, I didn't have it like the, the issue wasn't him. It was what like the, the no, I, was, what yeah. he was saying and how the, the commentary, it was the commentary that that made me feel uneasy. Like what? That's the way I think if you kept look, it, I'm happy to see Wesley, but I think if you kept him off TV for literally just after this spring break thing in two weeks, all you need to do. Zion Quinn has been doing this thing anyways with what Draco where he's been trying to lecture him yeah. and like whatever all you needed to do was have a pc segment next few weeks and have wesley training there and he like steps up for draco and boom sets up the match done you didn't need to say i had a rough couple of weeks you didn't need to say things are chaotic you didn't need to say any of that you just needed to Mm -hmm. say hey wesley is a single star right now that's all you need to do and instead they chose to say this and have the commentary say what they said and i thought that was pretty messed up yeah yeah i i don't know um but um, yeah, Can't I thought for the match, Zion Quinn. I wonder yeah. if he brings his gear tonight. No, he didn't. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This this didn't really offend me. I just don't know really what you do in this. No, I, hey, situation, me either. But to be honest, still, um, yeah. But no, I did. I thought Wesley sounded way better here than when he's been doing his like, you know, like his shtick with Nash Carter. I thought he sounded really actually natural and believable and actually a guy I kind of want to root for here. Um, so that, that worked for me for sure. And, and I do kind of like now that they're leaning into this thing with Zion where he's just sticking into no, his nose in other people's business. And he kind of does it in a way where it sounds like he's trying to help, but it's also, Hey, just fuck off. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I quite like that now. He should join like Andre Chase's thing because it's like they're teachable moments and he wants to teach mm. people a lesson. So a lot of teaching people lessons in NXT. Lots of lessons to be learned. We go to Santos Escobar versus Carmelo Hayes. Um, Santos goes to run the ropes and Trick Williams grabs his ankle, allowing to Melo to come in with the springboard clothesline. Melo then, uh, 
runs the ropes and sort of trips off the apron. Uh, like it almost looked like trick, tripped him. Uh, it was a little odd. Um, and then comes back with the side Russian leg sweep. There's then a big clothesline from Escobar that turns Santo, sorry, turns uh, Melo inside out. And Melo starts delivering his like cross ch- uh, throat chops. There's a backbreaker from Escobar for a two. And then Melo locks in the single Boston Crab. Shout out Lance Storm. Uh, Melo tries to ground Escobar with a front chancery, but Escobar counters it into a small package. There's then a super uh, suplex from Escobar, but the ref doesn't count as the shoulders aren't actually down. Was this the fisherman um, buster? Yeah, it was like a suplex. Like their shoulders weren't down, yeah. so the ref was kind of like not easy to call it. Yeah. And then Santos picks up Melo in this really impressive, actually delayed vertical suplex, almost a brain buster. Oh, this and was he the, held yeah. up for quite some time. Oh, and right, I thought right. this this looked really cool here. Um, yeah, not it was quite the, the Bandido one yeah. minute, but like still, it was it was pretty good here. Yeah, I was um, thinking of Bandido as well from some of the matches we watched WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. And then both guys are on their knees. They're slapping each other, delivering forearms. Escobar backs Melo into the corner and delivers a big chop across the chest. And then it's weird. He sort of goes to set something up in the like far left corner and then turns around and moves him into like the bottom right corner to mount and deliver punches. And this just felt like maybe he was like, oh, I'm at the wrong camera. Because I don't know why he did this. It was a little yeah, strange. Did, there, there was a few moments in the match. It felt yeah. like that. I don't know if they were wait, like waiting for cues or something, especially with the finish coming. But yeah. Mm. Uh, Escobar then hits a running forearm and a diving knee. And then his awesome tope suicida to the outside. He's definitely got one of the best. And then Trick slides in a steel chair, which distracts the ref as these two guys in suits and like bowler hats, doras run out and chop block Escobar with a crowbar. So I imagine these are uh, D'Angelo's new family here. I mean, didn't really get a look at their faces. Yeah, I couldn't really see what they look like. But if you've seen The Godfather, uh, they're like dressed like the the guys, like some of the guys in in the movies that are like the hitmen or whatever, like the family that go out and get in those funny looking cars and, and stuff. Yeah. And then this allows Melo to hit his top rope guillotine leg drop to pick up the win. Yeah. So I, I, the the match itself first, I, I actually, I love both these guys. I think these are two stars that I actually do enjoy watching on this show in 2.0. I mean, Santos and Carmelo, even just before 2.0, but good to kind of see them get a prominent spot. The The fickle wrestling fan in me is like, man, I wish this kind of, delivered a bit more i wish it didn't have a mm. funky finish i wish it was just you know a 20 minute match where you guys just went out and did it there was a few things you mentioned like some of the cues where they were like switching up it was the finish that looked kind of hokey to me and it wasn't because two dudes in these funny looking suits attacked him it was because he was waiting i think he, they messed up something because like it looked like he, he stood there for far too long and that the guys stood there for far too long it looked a little like fake <laughs> essentially but uh, the matches still had some good stuff, but uh, again, the the I, I was expecting something a bit more uh, hard hitting from these two because I do love these two. I still think they are fantastic, and with the name change of Legato and stuff, I do see them moving up to the main roster. And I think it would mm. be a miss if that didn't happen. And I mean, speaking of missing, Carmelo he doesn't miss, and I do think 
with what they announced just after this, like he still is a prominent character here in NXT before they, what they're going to change his name to just Carmelo Mello. Yeah. <laughs> Mello. Um, no, I, I kind of felt the same. I thought when this match got going, there was some actually some really good stuff in it, especially like after the break, I thought it really picked up, but then littered throughout it, there were these weird, just miscommunications and slight botches. There were like slight slips it's on like the road. It's like a DDT thing, like, a slip, yeah. Yeah, there was the stuff with like uh, Mello's foot going off the apron and and then, yeah, the, the timing at the end, as you said, I, I think it was just missed cues, which just made you go, oh man, because when it was good, it was really good. And it's just disappointing because, you know, there's a better match in there. Um, just a little weird, I thought, after this. Um, yeah. Just maybe just not quite on the game or tonight, both guys. Um, but yeah, after the match, Trick gets on the mic and says, I need you all to shut your mouths while my boy is talking. And in two weeks' time, at spring breaking, you're looking at a two-time North American champion. And that's when Cameron Grimes comes out and says, Melo, you sound really confident right now, but last week you weren't man enough to come and look me in the eyes and ask for a title. And Grimes says, well, in two weeks at spring breaking, you're on. Then Solo Sokoa comes out and super kicks Trick Williams it's a big pop-up Samoan drop to Mello and stares down Grimes. And Grimes kind of gives a look like, you want to you wanna go again? Okay. And big solo chance. This crowd really likes solo Sokoa. Um, and later we get the graphic for the triple threat match at spring break-in. Okay. So you, you said spring break-in, break like spring break-in. But it's actually spring break-in with like an apostrophe, like, you know. Like yeah, break-in, break-in. Break break Breaking. Breaking. Like Braun Breaker, breaking. Like chicken, yeah. like Dunkin' Donuts. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the triple threat match sounds lit, actually. That sounds yeah, like the uh, best possible match that we could get with these guys involved. And I know last week I joked that, you know, how funny would it be if Solo Sokoa won the, the a title in NXT with the whole bloodline thing going on with what Roman and the Usos and all the gold and all that stuff. It wouldn't be a bad idea and would be an interesting way to kind of Link NXT, if they were smart, uh, have this brought up, have him stand with them with this gold. You don't have to say much, but just let let it be known. Like, look, we take over everywhere in this company kind of thing. But I wouldn't be surprised if we get Hayes getting it back. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. It doesn't need to be like a full time call up. He doesn't even have to wrestle on the main roster, but just to have the visual of like, the Usos as the, as the unified tag champs. You can have uh, Roman as the unified world champ and then kind of Solo Sokoa just kicking about there as well. You've also got Naomi, who's part of the bloodline with tag Hell titles yeah. right now. Exactly. Like you, you could literally have the whole family and Sasha Banks. <laughs> Hell yeah. Why not? Yeah, Which that, would that be makes total cool. sense. Uh, another thing that I, that I noted that I did like from this this was uh, Carmelo Hayes, I think, recently posted some photos. He was hanging and training uh, with MVP. And during the match, it was during picture in picture. He does the the bowling <laughs> right. uh, pose in the match. So, yeah, he should add that to his arsenal for sure. I mean, he can talk, but the pairing of MVP and Melo actually would be crazy. Good as yeah, well. that would yeah. be just fucking iconic. Yeah, definitely book it. Put Melo on the the main 
roster and that would mm. be a sweet the the whole yeah I, I, what's mvp's doing something with lashley but he's feuding he's, with him he's now? with the moss now and uh, feuding with lashley yeah okay. um well we're back to bron bron's walking around backstage there's spooky music playing somehow. oh is it spooky it's like this it's like when you go to your your local halloween haunts or your your fairs with the spooky mazes and stuff or you know knots family it's like the 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 tones, the scary music playing underneath. Like, doom, come on, they're doom, adding this. Doom, this is a wrestling doom. show. What are you at? What is this doing here? Yeah. Oh my god. In the in the like empty arena era, I got it. I I knew you had you had to do things to kind of get away from that just empty space. So it was it was goofy, but like okay, now you don't need to do it, guys. Stop it. Um, he finds a dark room. There's like mirrors and shit everywhere. And he's looking in the different mirrors. And then wouldn't you know it, Joe Gacy appears in the mirror behind him, but he turns around. He's not there. And Bron yells, where are you? (laughs) Fuck man. Terrible. Like so bad. You know what I want to see? I want to see when, when we get all these things, it's, it's the bit beforehand, just a camera following spooky Joe Gacy around, setting up, putting up all his LED strips of like purple lighting, getting a load of mirrors in. He got on discount from the shop and setting them up, um, getting his boom box and putting Spotify playlist, spooky music. Halloween ominous on. yeah. tones. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to see. I mean, uh, this is this is Scooby-Doo. This is, is like some Scooby-Doo shit, but with wrestlers. Again, makes Braun look like a complete geek and just makes you shake your head like, what the fuck is this? This is what this is what you came up with. You had a whole day today to come up with a script for this show. And this was the best we fucking came up with. Like, come on, man. Nah, I nah. I've watched you if you've listened to this show, I've been pretty negative on 2.0. This definitely takes the cake. This is like some of the worst. This is wrestle crap. Like, this is bad. <laughs> It's your champion. That's the thing. Like Dude's walking around. Where are you? Up to now, at, <laughs> at least all the goofy stuff, at least the champion has been in like fairly like strong, decent feuds up to this point, you know? Ridiculous. And any like it it's like we had on uh in the Sammy Cesaro feud, the Zane the yeah. other week. This is no. like it's Darth Vader's no, it's it's Khan. It's where are you? Love it. Fuck. And just the visual, like spooky mirrors. Like how, like it wasn't good when Hogan and warrior did it. It's not good when you do it. You're fucking Joe Gacy and Braun breaker. It's yeah. terrible. The visual is so funny. The visual, it's gotta be the visual for the, the art for the show. I think for yeah, this show. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's look him in the mirror. It's ridiculous. The fucking fun house smiling. It's like yeah. fuck, it's like a shit Mysterio. Like what? Like think of like the Spider-Man movie where Mysterio's got all the cool mirrors and does all the tricks. Nah, it's nowhere near that. Like me and you can make a. Sp- I have done spooky mazes and shit that look. This is just d- terrible. I hate it. <laughs> it's not even. It made me laugh. This one made me laugh because he's shouting. Wow, oh, where are you? I, but I think I woke up my mom at this point <laughs> when you were I, laughing. I laughed. I laughed out loud, and I'm normally pretty quiet watching this, but. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. made me laugh I at the time. But thinking yelled. back and talking about it now, I'm like, this isn't funny. This is just bad. <laughs> and they should yeah. feel bad. <laughs> they should feel bad about it. Well, Bivens is also feeling bad. He's on the phone and he's talking to someone saying, uh, we've got our presence everywhere right now, Diamond Mine. As Roddy is training, 
with like a, a punching bag. And Roddy says, yeah, we're here to dominate. And he seems a little pissed off. And he says, look, I'm the leader and I don't want to see another group I'm in crumble. Ugh. And if if people don't like my vision of Diamond Mine, then they're an enemy. So I think this, yeah. I feel this is building up to Roddy's departure from Diamond Mine, don't you? Yeah, I mean, he first he says, I don't want to watch another group crumble. My heart almost crumbled when he said that. Yeah. Oh, poor Roddy. Uh, but I thought the the acting from Bivens in this was pretty good. Just his eyes. His eyes mm. were telling. He was like looking at Roddy like, you son of a bitch. I don't give you're you're the weak link in this group. Like, what yeah. are you mouthing off to me about your vision? You can read his mind, essentially. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was good and kind of shows the acting chops of, of Bivens here. But yeah, I mean, I think Roddy, he's going to try to be alpha dog of this group and he's going to, he's going to be kicked out for sure. And then uh, he can hang out with his friends on uh, dynamite yeah, with his wife. Like was, was Bivens talking about how their presence is everywhere? Cause Marina Shafir's uh, going to have a match soon with Jade. Cause she was originally uh, supposed to be in this with Rob. Maybe. Right? Yeah. Maybe. Or is Tyler maybe. Russ doing good on the Indies right Tyler now? Tyler Russ doing, doing oh, okay. great. Just checking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I think it was more Roddy being in UK maybe, but. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. But yeah, that you could like a, a little. Put the little Creed brothers in NXT well. UK. Oh, oh Ivy, Ivy Nile. UK right. as well. Thank you, Leonie in the chat. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, no, I, I do. I like it though. I, I kind of like everything Diamond Mine does to be honest. And Roddy's being kind of missing for a bit. So I think, I think this is a good story to tell with him. Like he should be pissed off. Like all his mates did leave him and now he's in this group and he's the, the rest of the group are being quite successful, but things aren't working for him. So it, it yeah. is actually a logical story, which is a bit deeper than anything else on this show. And which will, I assume lead to him letting his contract expire or, or if they're going to go for a main roster run or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Look, I I always, I always love Roderick strong, been a fan since when I got into wrestling and anywhere he's gone, he's always been good. I I do think there, he could be a a great, uh, I don't want to say Roderick strong is a great hand, but I think even on the main roster, he could have helped get guys over. You put it, he was always the guy you need to fill something. You need something goes wrong in a match. It's Roddy. Who's like the workhorse and always, can manage to bring the wrestling and, and bring something like he's, he always, always has something and he's always there for them. And I felt like, I feel like it would be weird if he were to eventually leave, but if they don't want him on the main roster, then, I, then that's, I mean, I feel somewhere else is his future. Obviously we'd like bigger stuff for both of them, but if they're not doing a great deal, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to him tagging with Champa on the main roster, to be honest. Uh, I think they could actually have some pretty, fun matches in that division with the likes of the Usos, Street Profits, RK yeah. Bro, Alpha Academy. And rather than just being lost and maybe their sizes being against them in the in the singles capacity, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that. Um and then hopefully you win people over with your work, you know? Um but yeah, but Roddy's I mean, definitely a a worry. But I yeah, I mean like I said, like his wife is somewhere else. He's he's got it, you know, maybe he does want to just do some indie stuff and just kind of. I mean, I don't thing. know what Blood his contract sport. is. When's his contract up? Yeah, I don't know. But like, it's up to WWE. He, you know how it is. Like, Mustafa Ali's going to stick there till 2024. It's up to them to release him or yeah. his contract run out. Um, we go to Natalia versus Tatum Paxley. 
uh, Tatum has been trying to impress Diamond Mine because she wants to join them. And she figured, well, I'll challenge Natalia. Um, Natalia comes out with Cora's hat. They're a big chance for Natty. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, last week we got holy shit chance for Natty showing up. We yeah. got the boat chance. I mean, the, the image of her with the hat in this entrance doing the rocker pose is yeah. very, very funny. Ridiculous. It's it's almost, hello, fellow kids. How do you do? Yeah, oh, 100%. <laughs> There's a bunch of headlock takedowns from Natty to start with, and Natty starts to showboat. But then Tatum does her own headlock takedowns. Um, they then do a, like a little bit of chain wrestling. Natty gets her in a, a wrist lock, but Paxley cartwheels out of it reverses it and gets natty into a wrist lock which natty rolls out of it's like anything you can do i can do better and paxley's keeping up with natty here there's then a nice backflip from paxley to get out of the wrist lock and this sends natty out of the ring uh but natty comes back with a suplex on the floor and then in the ring locks in the romero special um but paxley manages to fight back with a back elbow and a vertical suplex there's then a twisting senton splash from Tatum for a two count. And then Paxley charges at Natty into the corner, but gets sent face first into the turnbuckle. She goes down and this allows Natalia to lock in the sharpshooter for the win. Yeah, I didn't think Tatum looked bad. I don't know much of, of her. I mean, we've seen her in little matches like this. And I, like you said, she kind of held her own with Natty in this match. I know there's clearly not this crowd, but there's a lot of people who aren't big fans of Natalia, but I do think still her, her wrestling work for me is, is she's still like kind of like a, I think it is a good idea that she's down here to help work with such younger talent, because I think the wrestling is always there with, with Natty and kind of seeing Fallon always trying to one up Natty's like, well then if, if she's doing all the stuff Natty can do like, Hey, then, Maybe you are like in, in the right hands, the future essentially. But I would like this this run of Natty facing and beating all these uh, younger like wannabe stars here, and then finally facing kind of the the queen of that right now with Cora being like the whole I'm young and I watched this and you were my idol and yada yada. But uh, I, I don't mind this, and it continues and leads to that story. It was a quick match. I I quite enjoyed the match. Um... I, I thought the wrestling was pretty strong here. And I think uh, Tatum's look, I don't think she's won a match, but every time I've seen her wrestle so far, I've preferred her to the person she's been putting over. I, I think she she looks quite solid. And um, if this storyline with her kind of maybe potentially joining Diamond Mine um, continues and yeah. they build her up. I, I think she's one to look out for because I, I really actually enjoyed the wrestling here between the two. And the sharpshooter looked good. But yeah, I mean, it's going to set up Natty and and Cora. Cora. Um, well, we see D'Angelo and he is asked if he has anything to do with the attack on Santos Escobar. And he says, ah, no idea. Maybe it's some guys trying to make a name for themselves. He didn't say guys. He said something else, but I didn't catch it. I don't know if you... Was it Was it Goombas? What did he say? Goombas, or he's the Don, maybe. he's Goombas. Uh, yeah. they, well, the guys look like mafioso, but he didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, ah, is that uh, Legato's car? Hmm, nice wheels. And yeah, I wonder what will happen there. Mm. We then get another video for 
Nathan Fraser, he says, uh, above the ropes is his happy place and 2.0 is an in-your-face thrill ride. So he's just fucking excited to be here. Yeah, look, this guy's great. And what was his name before? Uh, uh, ben, not Carter. Ben Kingsley. Ben Carter. Ben yeah. Carter, yeah. Nathan Frazier. So he he got some buzz and he's coming here. The Seth Rollins trained guy. I see some some big things for this guy. But anytime someone's like, yeah, my happy place is in the ropes. Like that doesn't sound like you're too like, yeah, you're excited to fly around the ring. What are you, Peter Pan? I want to hear you say, yo, I'm here to kick some ass. I'm here to show yeah. the world what I can do. But my well, happy place chips. <laughs> I want to make a lot of money. I want to get a load of girls. But this guy's like, uh, now my happy place is in the ropes. Okay. I like, like jumping around. Yeah. Like this guy is great. And I can't wait for him to be here. I want this guy to be pushed to the moon. But I thought that was a cheesy line. <laughs> my happy place. Happy thoughts. Think happy thoughts. We see Indy Hartwell with Dexter Loomis and Duke Hudson. And she is uh, kind of sizing up different pairs of pants for these guys. She's asking what size Duke wears. Uh, because she wants them to look like a team. And Duke says, we don't need to look like a team. We just need a game plan. And we need to take the fight to them. He says, Kit's the bigger of the two. So Dexter, if you take out the legs, and Indy goes, oh, uh, Dexie doesn't like that. He's like, what do you mean Dexie doesn't like that? He's, he hasn't said anything. How do you communicate with him? And he's basically annoyed, because how, how can I be in a tag team with a guy I can't communicate with? And Indy's like, well, it's it's easy. You just you just talk to him. And Dexter, sorry, Duke just starts like gurning and pulling his faces, trying to work out how to communicate to this to this mute. And then Persia walks in and asks what's going on, and Duke is just fed up and and storms off. So tag teams that don't get along. Ah, uh, will they coexist? But I like how she's like, hey, if you're going to team with Dexter, you got to wear black pants because that's what he wears. So little things. She's yeah. Like, do you ever? Do you own a, black, a pair of black pants? Because you're teaming with Dexy. I'd be fine. I've got loads That's of, all of I wear. pants. It's yeah. the only pants pants I wear. Well, Zion Quinn comes out clearly wanting to be in this team because he's in his black jeans. Uh, ripped again. Jeans this week. Yeah, this guy he's, wears. He's just, he even gave up the kick pads and everything. This Good. Week. Although yeah. I don't know, it's it's still a weird look. Uh, you're, I'm a heel now, so I'm going to wear ripped jeans. Yeah. Uh, he's taking on Wesley. Uh, Wesley starts by just charging at him with this super fast, like rolling Liger kick. Yeah. Looked pretty cool. Sweet looking um, move. And then just showing off all his acrobatics, leapfrogging, drop kicks to Zion. Uh, hits an awesome looking Lope Suicida to the outside. And then as Wesley's running towards Quinn, Quinn just crosses his arms. It's like so Taz. Wes just bounces off his forearms. Yeah. And this allows Quinn to start to take over. He gets Wes on his shoulders, but this gets counted into a small cradle. Zion then launches Wesley into the air, just like sending him flying. Lee comes back with a super kick and starts to like cut down Quinn with all these kicks. Goes for a springboard off the second rope, but slips. And this allows Quinn to capitalize with some forearms to the face and then hits his running elbow strike, um, which actually I thought looked way better than the ones he delivered last week. I thought yeah, for sure. Wesley sold this really well, and actually it, it does look like a pretty good finish because this, this would hurt. But uh, yeah, I guess Wesley's hard times continue because he lost here. To yeah, I mean, was the slip purpose? 
Like, was that part of it? So. Like he's, he's not, he's not right in the head right now. Like he's got a lot of things going on as the story, as the commentary were just love to tell us. Uh, and, and since they put out a video where he's after the match, Wesley in the parking lot is so angry that he, he throws his phone cause he's just like upset and things aren't going mm-hmm. his way after this loss. Uh, yeah, I think this is the best Zion Quinn has looked for sure. You're right about the finish. I mean, the move looks good when someone sells it, like it's a devastating move when he hits it on some guy who's so green and like a Draco who doesn't know really how to sell moves and stuff like that properly. He just takes a bat bomb. He just takes a bat, like he's just taking a a drop. It doesn't look uh, as good, but when you have someone as polished as Wes, I think it does, but it's still what it was basically the opening kick for me. And then the the finish for me, but it was a quick match too. Uh, That's a repetitive thing in eight matches on this show. Mm. Yeah. I Wesley's impressive. I would, obviously going with this kind of losing story and him trying to find himself it's uh, it does suck for this guy right yeah. like i do feel for him and i i hope um i hope he does find his way because I, I think he's really good and i think um i kind of want to see him hopefully get out of this funk pretty quickly because you know north american title matches him against grimes here get him against carmelo are the kind of stuff I want to see. And I think he would absolutely belong in that division. Um, so I hope this funk doesn't last too long because it also, it's just, it makes me feel a bit sad because you feel this guy probably is feeling. This yeah. And that's the character the you're moment. making. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like that's, they keep saying, Oh, he's having a rough two weeks. Oh, okay. What? That's like, Oh man, it's, it's weird. I, I know that his name was Wesley because Nash Carter Carter Lee, Lee Carter, Rush Hour, maybe a name changes and like a complete fresh of coat of paint is something they can do. I mean, what did he go by before? Desmond Xavier or Des or whatever, but yeah, uh, just Wes. Just Wes. <laughs> he was, yeah, he became just Des in, uh, in, in TNA. Uh, in Impact. TNA, yeah. yeah. Impact to him. We see uh, Natalia who says, Cora Jade loves to play the victim, but last week wasn't an attack. It was me acting in (laughs) self-defense. Every woman who comes here from NXT to Raw or SmackDown always come to find me. So I thought I would come here and find her. And then Nikita Lyons walks in and forgets the lines. (laughs) (laughs) She just stands there with Natalia just looking at her. And Nikita looks back and then eventually thinks, oh, yeah, last week you said you put all the women on notice. Well, here I'm putting you on notice next week. And Natty says next week, when you're in the sharpshooter screaming like Cora Jade, you will know what to do. And Nikita says, that's OK. I'm flexible. Oh, bitch. <laughs> she didn't say bitch. But again, if you added it to it, it would have worked. And then, and then the camera just kept. I hate WWE. Need to learn to just cut away because the scene's over. Wait, and then wait, the camera's no, no, no. just. No, I was fine with it. They, the camera stayed on Natty and and Nikita. It was great. The boat and the lion. They just look so awkward. It's like, why are you still standing there, just looking at each other? One of you walk off. You said your bit. I think Nikita lost her voice or like is sick or something. I couldn't really understand what she was saying. It sent her, her voice sounded like very forced. Oh, maybe like, that was it. I think that's she's definitely like just stalled before just speaking. Stood there. And maybe that was, you know, when you got something in your throat or whatever. Wow. So we're getting Natty versus Nikita next week. Can't wait. Yeah. We're going to need a bigger boat. 
It's mm-hmm. gonna be good. I I can't wait. This is this is the next dream match. We're we're getting dream matches after dream matches here on NXT 2.0. Out. Yeah, uh, I can't wait for this match, respectively. Yeah, we get JC Jane versus Roxanne Perez. Um, the announcers tell us that Perez was trained by Booker T, and he speaks very highly of her. Um, he also talks a lot of nonsense most of the time. But... <laughs> <laughs> most of the time, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, there are some chops from Jane, but Roxy comes back with one of her own. Go both just go for all these early pin attempts, roll ups, crucifix pins. Um, Roxy kind of goes for an arm drag, but JC just holds up, so she just takes the bump. There's then a super kick from Jane, and this is when Wendy Chu shows up on the screen wearing an avocado onesie, and she says, I like your dressing room, but it needed some decorating. And the camera pans out, and we see it's been trashed. The toxic lounge has been trashed, and this allows Perez to hit the code red to get the win over JC Jane. Yeah, uh... I avocado don't care about this. <laughs> There's a pun in there somewhere. <laughs> avocado don't care. Yeah, I avocado don't care about this. I guess Wendy asked, uh, what, Joe Gacy? Hey, how did you uh, hack into those screens? How did you hack into those monitors? I'm trying to interfere in a match later, and that always helps. Uh, yeah, th- this is just stuff. I thought the wrestling in the early minutes of this match showing Perez's actual skill here, escaping like a, a, what a bridge getting out of it to her feet, the arm drags, the series of arm drags right away. I was like, Oh, you, you clearly are really good at the wrestling and I can't wait to see that. And then I just didn't get that because there was the, the interference thing. And then a sunset bomb. It was all just more this, this 2.0 going to the well, two minute matches that lead to what distraction finishes. I just, I can't stand this. And this was the seventh match of the night. Therefore, like, mm-hmm. like it, you thought like, is this the main event? No, there is another match. That's the main event. And there's still more Braun Joe Gacy stuff. It was just like, what maybe could have waited for next week. Yeah. Per- Perez looks, looks good. I I've not seen her work outside, but I keep hearing good things from the likes of, uh, Cino, um, and yeah, I, I've heard a lot of good things about Roxy and she can clearly wrestle. And I, I think it's a shame she's been given this Cora Jade gimmick and uh, right down to, you know, fluke wins over, over champions. Like we, we've just seen this story. I think it would be nice to see something different, but when it comes to wrestling, I think she's going to win people over. Absolutely. And then like, what's the deal with like Wendy Chu? Is she going to, she, is she aligning herself with, Roxanne to like go up against the tag titles or does she want yeah. Mandy? It's I, I don't care about this Wendy Chu stuff at all. It's so childish and stupid. Um, it and was an, it was a nice avocado a, onesie, but this, uh, this yeah, isn't, this isn't, uh, this isn't a move in the ripe direction. Oh right. dear. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so LDF, and uh, Santos Escobar, they're leaving and they're, Santos is fuming. He's he's so angry about his loss and then sees that his car has been clamped and there are a bunch of dead fish on the bonnet. <laughs> Didn't I say last week, hey, the money thing should have been a dead fish and then boom, yeah. dead fish right here. It makes sense. 
But yeah, yeah. Uh, there's just a giant dead fish on the hood of this guy's car. And they're shook. They're pissed off because they know. Oh, I wonder who this was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was it the the mobster guy? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I would like look. I would like Santos promo next week to be like. I think you. I think Tony. You've seen Godfather a few too many times. Like <laughs> settle the differences face to face. But we're gonna get. We're gonna get like gang gang rules, gang wars between these two families very soon. Yes, can't wait. Um. They now announced that uh, this is where they announced the triple threat for strip spring break-in uh, with uh, Sokoa, Grimes, and Mello for the North American Championship. They also announced next week Lash Legend versus Nikita Lyons. Oh, so I guess maybe the, uh, I guess the Natalia match, Natalia Lyons might be spring break-in and Cora's going to be further down the line, maybe. Oh, um, I thought they said it was Natalia versus... Yeah, they they definitely flashed a graphic here saying Lash Legend versus Nikita Lyons. So, oh, weird. Don't know. And they announced there's going to be a multi, uh, mixed six-man tag, Briggs, Benson, and Fallon Henley taking on Legado del Fantasma, uh, Joaquin Wilde, Raul Mendoza, and Electra Lopez, which seems a little weird because this definitely felt like the babyface turn for LDF this week, but... It's like, oh yeah, we've got we've got this other feud going on. We've got to wrap up, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it did feel like that. <laughs> we then see Joe Gacy watching CCTV, and he's trying to find Bron Breaker, and he's going, <sighs> nope. uh, no, well, he's trying to, he's watching Bron trying to find him, and he's going, nope, not there, no, not there either, Bron, and then turns to the camera and says, it's time I end this. Thank God. Riveting. Riveting. Uh, even, even in WWE, NXT, even security camera footage, the wrestlers watch sideways. Yeah. <laughs> you notice he's watching, the, he's looking like a dog with his head turned around. Neck. That must be so painful to stand and watch TV that way. No one watches TV that way, but in WWE, they do. That's yeah. I, again, more silliness here where he's watching security cameras, trying to bronze going. Again, it's the Riddler from the Batman. Like, he's mm-hmm. like, okay, Braun, you're running through my, you're the rat in my maze running through doing what I like, but it's not that at all. It's, this is like byway. this is dollar store, dollar tree version of, of all that. Yeah. We go to the NXT Tag Team Championship, pretty deadly versus Duke Hudson and Dexter Loomis. Um, we start with a leg drop splash combo from pretty deadly to Dexter. And then Dexter just sits up and smacks, I think it's Elton in the face here before delivering an atomic drop, um, which Elton really sells like his his balls hurt. Duke then tags in and is yelling at Dexter. He's like saying, uh, what do you want? What, what, what are we to do? Because Dexter's not communicating. And then uh, just like smacks Elton across the face. Um, Duke is now yelling to Dexter. Sorry, he, he does like a hard tag, slapping Dexter to get in. And he's yelling at Dexter, right, hit double suplex. But Kit saves Elton, kind of picks him up from behind. Then pretty deadly slide under the ropes and pose with Indy and Persia, kind of snuggling up this, with them there. Yeah, this is the, the Shawn Michaels Survivor Series 2006 spot. When Johnny... 
Nitro is with Molina, and then he goes into the match with Sean in the Survivor Series match. Sean runs the rope, slides out, and puts his arm around Molina, and she thinks it's him. So does an act. Right. It's exactly this spot, <laughs> but we does it with both of them. I thought it was pretty cheeky. I thought it was pretty snug. Well, now Hudson and Loomis seem to be on the same page as they do hit a double delayed vertical suplex to Elton Prince. They then look at each other like, wow, did we did we just do that? And Dexter gives the thumbs up. So Hudson nods and puts his thumbs up. They're a team. They're getting along. Wow, they coexist. Loomis then goes for a splash in the corner, but Wilson pulls Prince away right at the last minute. So Loomis eats the turnbuckle. But Dexter makes the tag to Duke, who comes in with a really nice hot tag here. He's hitting a great-looking belly-to-belly throw to Elton over his head. There's the power slam. He gets, I think it's Kit in the power slam, but before he delivers it, he just kicks him in the head as well, uh, which I thought looked pretty nice. And then launches Kit uh, into Elton, kind of causing him to spear his own partner. And, yeah, uh, I thought this was quite a nice hot tag from Duke here. You know what? Then, it was. It was. He was pretty. He was hitting basic moves like power slams and and things. But it was the most on fire he's been. And this, don't quote me on this, but is this the first ever Duke chance uh, for Duke I Hudson so. here in NXT? Because usually he's playing poker and they're booing him. But instead, here he's actually like wrestling, and it, and it was working. It was finally something that I think was clicking for him. Yeah, um, he gets an inside cradle for a near fall. And then there's the, I always like when Vic calls this, the double noggin knocker where uh, they collide heads. Then um, this allows, I think, Elton Prince to hit the big boot out of nowhere uh, to Duke and just gets the win. It felt very abrupt, but pretty deadly retain uh, the tag titles in their first defense here. Yeah, sorry. How did they win? A boot to the face or something? I think it was, was it... uh, Did they use a weapon? Duke, no. No, oh. I th- what, not that I noticed. Duke kind of cracked his head with someone, fell into the turnbuckle, and then turned around into the into the boot. It felt it very quite abrupt. Yeah, it felt very abrupt. And this was already at like 10 o'clock. I mean, someone tell TK about overruns because these guys were pushing it. This was like a minute after 10. And then there was still more of the show after the match. But it felt super, super rushed. Uh, I'm not completely sold on pretty deadly yet. Uh, to me, they're just two funny looking dudes in these outfits with long hair and say, yes, boy, like I'm behind it. I think it's, a, I think they're, they're funny and somewhat of a charismatic and a character, but the wrestling still is a week two have not really hit for me with them. I thought the highlight of this match was Duke. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm completely with you. Um, I think a good thing. I, I think it, this Duke and Dexter team could work. I think this was kind of proof of that. I, I think they could be quite a fun team together and Duke in more of a reluctant baby face role, I think could work. Um, but yeah, I, I'm the same. There's nothing screaming out to me about pretty deadly yet uh, apart from the characters, but yeah, it is high- early. M- maybe see them in, in with more of a polished tag team. Maybe we'll, we'll get more, glimpses of some good stuff but it, it was just quite basic i felt their stuff uh, the highlight and of the, this match w- for me was uh, vic joseph quoting paula abdul opposites attract he's he literally quotes the whole he's like i take you if you take two steps forward take two steps back and goes all about opposites attract and i was like okay all right but it was probably my highlight of this match well 
Gacy appears on the perch. No, that's not said, true. The, the 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 pretty de- the pretty deadly dudes are celebrating. They won the match, and the lights go out. So what do you think? We just saw. We know lights and re- going out in wrestling means someone's going to appear in the ring. Nah, Sting's showing up. <laughs> nah, pretty deadly. Duke and Dex get the fuck out of the ring. Go to the back. The lights come back on, and then it shows Gacy on the perch. This was again just cringe, cheese worthy shit here. And it gets better. He says, Bron Breaker, you've been looking for me all night. And here I am. I'm not a hard man to find. Well, Bron comes out and he goes up to the perch. And he and Gacy says, look, if you wanted the ring back so bad, all you had to do was ask. And I'll give you this back. No games and no tricks, but one condition. So, I mean, a game and a trick, Gacy, pretty much. That's, yeah. that's all it's been. But anyway... At NXT Spring Breaking, you give me an NXT title match. And Bron agrees. So Gacy gives the ring back. And he says, now you have the ring back and I have the title match. There's one thing you need to do. Take a leap of faith. And he pushes him off the perch Uh, to his death. uh, (laughs) This was... Uh, awful. Uh, he, push, he, he so pushes then, him, yeah. He pushes him off the perch. The camera then goes down to to uh, Bron, who's laid out. And th- as if Gacy hadn't just taken the Fiend's character now, he's now got Undertaker's Druids, because I, I guess they haven't oh, got a right. anymore. Oh, right, yeah, wow, I completely fucking yeah. forgot this actually happens. So you've now got six or seven or eight Druids. Ten Druids. Like, Death in the in the black cloak, you know yeah. the kind of Death Eater Death. kind of cloaks. Grim, Grim Reaper, Druids. Grim Reaper, and they surround Bron, and I mean, I guess what eat him. <laughs> like, they, they all cover him and grab him, and NXT, you know, goes off the air. Oh, it just kept getting worse. And it worse. sounds like we're making this up. It sounds like this isn't true. Let's unpack this. Gacy, lights go out after the main event. They're clearly rushing because it's already past 10. They then cut to Gacy on the perch. He calls out Braun, who's been looking for him all night. Braun goes to meet him, stands perfectly in position to be pushed off something at this height. This is the same perch that Vince McMahon famously said to what the football player, like, hey, I can do Gronk, it. And, yeah. and then does the jump. We've seen this jump. When he gets pushed, you don't see him fall. It looks like he lands on a crash mat and then they quickly like remove it. It's it looks so hokey. It looks so shitty. And then if that's not even the last straw, because then there's druids and dudes grabbing him and pulling him in and and all that. Yeah, this was absolute garbage. I laughed my ass off. This is terrible. 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 This was what you came up with? Like, who wrote this? Who came up with this idea? We've come up with 10 others. We can come up with a million ideas that would work better than this. First of all, you're pushing the guy that looks fake. And then the druids that you've never even had druids. The whole show, you're playing Fiend and Riddler with the the mirrors and the the screens, the security camera footage. Like, what are you? Some sort of super villain thing you're trying to go for here? absolutely not working just laughable this is trash no no originality at all for this stuff like it's literally we've we've seen we've seen all this stuff so many times over the years with other characters that they've just given to this this guy like 
Like, do something. Like, why do you have to do the black? Like, if you're going to do something goofy like this, just think of something new. Think of something different. Yeah. Like, I, you're, you, you've, been, you've been trying to play maybe this, like, leader and having followers. Well, have the... Like, you mentioned the Riddler, but at least in that, that Batman film, like, they're not in clubs. Do something like that. Rip that off. Be in gas masks or something. I don't know. Like, try and come dumb. up with something more <sighs> original where it's like, oh, I guess we're not using these druid costumes anymore. So... Uh, get those guys from the PC to put this on tonight. It it was embarrassing. Yeah, so embarrassing. It, it was. And this is just making Bron look so stupid. Um, it's unfortunately just killed this Joe Gacy character completely. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's horrible. It went from just being stop it. yeah. It went from them trying something that hey maybe it wouldn't have worked that way, but they were trying something new and going in that direction, and then completely just one eighty it. And last week we we're like, oh, he's. He's just already going to the ha, 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 ha. like that's not a good sign. And then today he's fucking the Joker here with the the traps and all this stuff. Like what the fuck is going on? This is ridiculous. I watch this shit because I like the storytelling between people in the ring and why they're fighting and competition and yada yada. Yeah, it's sports entertainment, but this is just like the worst. This is the shits, man. And him standing there on the perch when he's like, "You got to take a leap of faith." It was basically like what. Long live the king, or this is Sparta. I killed Mufasa. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck? It's so cheesy. It's so bad. And like I said, they should feel bad. The Joe Gacy character, instantly dead on arrival now. Braun, of course, he'll be saved. He'll be fine. They'll still push him to the moon afterwards. But I cannot wait for this to move. I thought they were going to, he was going to say, hey, I'll, I'll give you the ring back if you agree to put the title on the line. Then Braun agrees, and then he actually goes, well, it's not going to be against me. It's against him. And Harlan shows up behind him and attacks him, which sets up that match instead. But no, Harlan, again, not even there. Maybe he was in one of the hoods with Alex Abrihantis, probably in one of those Druid outfits, too. It's just all of this, all of this didn't make any sense. Like, it's like... Braun is like, okay, I'm trained to be a wrestler. I've done like 50 wrestling matches, but I really want to follow in the footsteps of my dad. He was in WCW. There's a lot of awful shit there. Let's, let's do some of that. It just felt like all the worst bad ideas were all put into one long angle throughout the entire show. And it made the show just so it just brought it down completely for me. I, I said earlier, I think this is one of my least favorite episodes of NXT. If not my like, like, okay, there was a two-minute match with Natty and, like, an, an upcoming superstar. There was Santos and Hayes. It was okay. Probably the highlight, Duke's hot tag and Stratton versus Saray. It's like there was there was not a whole lot going on for me in this episode. I, it- I did enjoy I did enjoy the wrestling on the on this show, actually. Like I'm not expecting like it's i just it can't do eight matches now i'm watching and yeah. I, I don't i don't expect 20 minute matches anymore so i i try and i'm not judging it compared to old nxt i'm not judging it compared to AEW. i'm judging it as a developmental show and i thought i thought the talent in the wrestling was good tonight and i thought the women especially um really showed up um but it's it's this hokey shit which is just terrible terrible it's terrible. so hokey like it's so ridiculous just the it, it, it it's not like it kept getting worse it started with 
him all over the screens with his face, just laughing like the Joker, like the Riddler. And then it, and then bronze on the chase. We think bronze is going to get locked in a cage at one point. He breaks an iPad. Then there's security cameras. And then now he's like the mirror where he's in the mirror, but he's not there. Is he there? I don't know. It's just like the fun house shit. I, I don't understand how this company keep on doing the same mistakes. They've literally like not used Alexa bliss for, so she's she's ready. She's not injured or anything. But because they did this stuff with her and they were like, huh, that didn't really work. Let's do these segments where we make her like Alexa again. And then actually, I just don't know what to do with this character anymore. You, you've, you've just had this. Like yeah. you, you had this whole segment with Shayna Baszler it, and it was terrible. It was panned just last year, like last summer. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like what if, if it's Monday- not like this was years ago like you you did this like Last six year. months a year ago you and and it didn't work and no one praised it for being great stuff it's, yeah, yeah. I, I i hated this i hated the whole angle with braun and joe gacy i really hated the whole episode uh i, I this was 2.0 to a t for me and i i saw people uh, i got a few messages from some friends being like i don't know how you do this. I, I, I watched this week and I tuned out after I, the first, someone said they saw Braun looking in the mirror and turned off the show. I was like, yeah, I, I would not, I would not blame you, which leads me to mention that we put up a feedback thread, which we should read some of this feedback from mm. you guys, our listeners. We have a Facebook page. And if you like the page up next podcast, we have an up next group, which you should join because we post the feedback threads and you can, write in comments or questions like some of you have here tonight. And I'm going to start with Sean who writes in what a crap way to end. What was otherwise a pretty good show. I mean, Braun was standing right in front of Gacy and the ring, just double leg that son of a bitch beat his ass and take the ring. But instead you give him a title match, let yourself get gently shoved off a five foot drop and then get sworn by druids. I mean, why the hell does Gacy have druids? Was he able to get them on the cheap now that Undertaker's gone? What the hell is this woke about what? What is this? The North American title picture is the best thing going with the tag division and women's division not too far behind. The the NXT title storyline with Gacy and Braun just a shade above Von Wagner on the interest meter. Special shout out to Roxanne for the nice win with her debut. And Tatum Paxley, who had a really solid effort with her match. Better than expected tag title match as well. We go to Corey, who says, yeah, after seeing Saray lose clean to a half-ass splash from Tiffany Stratton, I think I'm done with NXT 2.0. EO is injured. Saray is buried 10 feet under. Kushida is gone. All around an awful, awful show, and I don't see it improving. (laughs) Damn. Yeah, the hate is uh, strong for 2.0. And then I go to Dylan, who writes in, chaotic show overall. I love when NXT has one segment flow into the other. Only real complaint is GYV no longer being GYV and losing. And for Wesley losing, I think that works for the story. The stuff with Roxanne Perez was a clever subversion of the old vignette trope. The ending was odd. When did Gacy become supernatural? I always felt that the woke shit was a veneer hiding a more evil character. And we've seen that now. I'd rather him be more of a serial killer than a knockoff undertaker. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what we're saying. Like they had something that they actually were trying creative. And then they went, nah, druids, magic powers, ghosts, kidnapping. Ah, It's all the same. It's all the same. Uh, Yeah. Is that all the feedback? 
That is it. I, I don't blame anyone for not watching this show or having interest in NXT going forward. Because, yeah, I, this spring break in, they have Gacy versus Braun. They, they have either Natty versus Jade, which I think they would go towards. And they have this triple threat. I'd say the triple threat is a match that has my interest. But this, this wasn't good. Hmm. Spring break in. It sounded funny when, he, when Gacy asked Braun. Like spring breaking, it's like <laughs> it's like it's not the most you know. He's just trying to be sinister. I just, I just think of chicken, chicken, chicken breakin'. joy. Yeah, brickin', chicken, spring, spring breaking chicken, rip them, ripping chicken, rippin', spring breaking. Also, like spring break was like last month, dude. Like it's it's gonna be May in two weeks. So yeah. he's, <laughs> spring's almost over. It's summertime now. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Spring break. Can't wait. Spring break. Spring break forever. Uh, that's it. That was NXT. Uh, I hope we didn't uh, depress you with us just being upset and mad at a show that we watch every week, but we hope you enjoyed us talking about it. We will be back tomorrow night talking all about BD Elite. Trust me, that show's got some fun stuff too. There's a dinosaur. There's the Hardys. They got this, they got some stuff. Oh, they, got- they have their shit as well. Yeah, well, like, the stuff lot, the they've got a lot of good out. stuff, but they got fucking Penta but- and his... Voldemort and you the got lights going Batman out, singing lights, lights going out. Boom. Like, yeah, we'll talk all about it. They don't escape from criticism as well. No, uh, so listen to us talk all about dynamite tomorrow as well. And then on this free feed, hey, check out Shot in the Dark. John Cena, he covers all the other wrestling NXT UK, Impact. I I don't even know what else he covers, but he covers it. Trust me. Uh, we're still trying to get him to cover Control Your Narrative, but uh. Don't know if we'll no we'll dice. Yeah, not 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 yet. Uh, can't wait. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. I'm just I'm just seeing uh, people on Twitter saying that uh, that some people are saying that the dirt sheets are saying that Finn Balor, Saray, and Io Shirai all asked for their releases, but I don't think that uh, oh wow has uh, any kind of merit to it. But uh, that's just some some people kind of uh, tweeting at me right now. But I don't know. Uh, that would be an interesting take, but maybe we'll talk a bit more about that tomorrow on BD Elite. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. We appreciate you listening. Again, check us out. Give us the five-star review and all that stuff on whatever podcast app. And check out our patreon.com slash next for all the extra podcasts that we do because we have so many coming out. And follow us on Twitter at UpNextPodcast, U-P-N-X-T uh, podcast. And uh, I myself, Braden Harrington, you can find me on Twitter and I am on Instagram at the Bray D. Oh, and my and I have a TikTok, but I'm way too old for this TikTok shits. But go follow me, please. <laughs> and you can find me at Davy Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And sometimes you just have to have a leap of faith. Oh boy. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL.
21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details.